Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chat with Coach Kat. Today's episode is a part of the Awesome Guest Entrepreneur Special Edition. We will be talking all about the entrepreneurial journeys, the highs, the lows, the path, the experiences, the lessons, and so much more. I'm excited to get to share with you the wisdom these great souls have acquired over the years. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to today's guest, Lisa Manzo. Lisa, please tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, your expertise, and where you're coming from, and then we'll get to find out more about you. Sure. Thanks, Kat. I'm Lisa Manzo. I'm founder of The Phoenix Mind, and it's a transformational mindset program that I offer, and I use these techniques to help myself, and that's how I got into it because it made such a profound impact on my own life that I said, oh, I'm going to take these tools and bring them to other people so that they can see that they can get over the trauma of of their childhood and move on. And more specifically, my message is that, and I'm, I'm talking about it because it impacts so many people. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. The fact that I have trauma and I had a good childhood. Okay. I, I wasn't abused sexually. I wasn't, I wasn't beat as a child. I, I wasn't mentally abused, but I had some emotional trauma as I like to call it because I didn't have the tools to deal with what came my way and it got me stuck. So I got myself unstuck. I started a business last year, actually in 2019, so almost two years. And I'm working towards helping people attain the same growth that I've gotten. That's beautiful. And I think it's very, very needed. So tell us a little bit about where you're um, coming in from. So um, I'm sober almost three years. I was extremely depressed. I didn't see any kind of way out and I was so miserable and I got to the point where I'm like, okay, this alcohol is not making me feel better anymore. I'm feeling worse. So I actually stopped drinking. And that first year, that was about three years ago. And um, that first year was, was difficult because I didn't ask for help. I did it by myself. And then I hit my anniversary and found I was just as miserable on a, one year of not drinking than I was the year ago, the day I stopped. And I said, okay, now I have to ask for help. Something that I was never taught that mm -hmm. I could do asking for help. That was huge for me. That was a big turning point for myself, learning to ask for help. And I did. And once I started letting people help me, then my world started to expand. And then I was able to find these techniques like I spoke to you about and move on and grow as a person emotionally, physically, not physically, emotionally and mentally and spiritually. So what do you think um, made you at that point reach out and Obviously, you know, you, you had the journey being that year on your own. And I think, uh, tell me, did you celebrate being, do, making that decision and being sober for a year or so, like walk me through maybe your, your experience? Uh, I'm, my year's coming up is sober and I have this expectation in my mind that, okay, I'm going to hit a year and everything's going to pay, change and I'm going to just be so happy because I haven't drank in a year. Mm -hmm. this is the whole this is what's going on in my head and then I hit that day and I'm like and I was so angry that day and I was like why am I angry I, I why am I angry and I kept asking myself and and I sat down and I thought about it and I'm like well 
I'm not really sure why I'm angry, but I know I need help. So I'm going to open that door and walk through it. And I walked into an AA meeting that day. And I said, I'm going to open the door and I'm going to start listening to other people's stories and hear how they got help. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to follow the path of the ones that I, that were successful in front of me. Yeah. Our own story is powerful. Our story, like, I think, uh, you know, in, in my own journey too, because I struggled with anxiety, I know what it's like to hear people being in the same situation with you, not feeling like the odd man out. And all of a sudden, you know, clearing some of those negative emotions that come with, you know, trauma um, and being kind towards yourself. Yes. What I learned on the journey was that those emotions that come up, the good ones and the bad ones, I need to experience them as all. Well, Cause when I experience the emotions, good or bad, I'm able to release them. Mm-hmm. So if I don't experience them, they stay inside and your body stores negative emotions and that that's not good for you. Right. We suppress them. And I, you know, I think, Unfortunately, with our logic, the way we were taught is if you don't look at it, it's no longer there. But with our emotion, the the opposite is um, true. If we don't look at them, if we don't allow them, we can, we're kind of in a game of tug of war. So they, they, they persist until we look at them. I completely agree. What happens is we keep filling, we keep filling our cup up with negative emotions and at some point, we need to do something to release them and unload them. Agreed. Have you ever had like a, um, a day when you're just crying uncontrollably and nothing bad happened to you and you see something on TV and then you're just crying and, and you can't stop? Has that ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. It's a trigger for sure. So that's your body saying it can't take anymore mm-hmm. and it's just letting go and it doesn't it it's, it doesn't matter it's just going to let go and let go as much as it can because it needs to let go because you can only store so much before your body says okay we need to release this right and i think that you know our self-judgment and labeling is causing it to to be wrong stating that if only we are happy then uh, we're good people or there's so much shame and um, criticism around how we should act and react to to things. And unfortunately, it doesn't work. And I don't think it works. And I, you know, I, because I'm working with a lot of entrepreneurs that have had, you know, past trauma, I see how limiting that can be, even if they have a big goal, such as opening a, a business and um, helping other people go through um, what they've experienced and, you know, help them with the, with the result. If they don't work on the trauma of the past, it can limit them and how far they can go. I agree. It, you you have to re- it's it's important to release the um the emotion. Without releasing the emotion, you're going to get stuck where you are. You can only go so far without being coming whole. I like to call it becoming whole because when you release all the negativity, you become the person that you're meant to be and you're able to move forward and you can and then I have clarity now. So when I get that judgment from people and, and that negativity, I just take a look at where it's coming from and what, what is it, what is it in me that's triggering them that they see in themselves? 
because that's where that in my mind that's where that anger comes from mm-hmm. like, i'm doing something that triggers something in them that they don't like and it's really not about me when i get that especially when you get that that anger that's so out of proportion to what happened to the event i'm like okay clearly this is nothing to do with me yeah. because i did this minor little thing and you're blowing this way out of proportion so something's going on for you and i i've learned that that that's not about me and i can I don't need to take on that person's uh, emotions or anger or any of their feelings because that's what what's happening. I feel like they're trying to give it to me. And if I take it, then they get to release it and give it to me, but it's not mine. So I, I've learned to not take on others uh, on other people's emotion. And it was an interesting journey. I read a couple of books on it, especially the one especially is that comes to mind is the empath survival guide, because I'm clearly an empath. And if you know me, I'm, I'm a very emotional being. And to learn how to not take on other people's emotions has been key for me to moving forward in my entrepreneurial journey. Oh, that's it. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. I really love books. And, you know, I am the person I am today because of the, the reading I've done for the past several years. You know, I went from owning three books to like having several hundreds uh, just because, you know, I found out how much I'm missing out on life and how small I was thinking and living, you know, my little bubble. <laughs> and once a mind expanded, never contracts again. Right to get bigger and bigger and it's so books are so interesting because I have like three or four books that say the same exact thing but the one author puts it in words that really help my brain and I'm like okay I've heard this four times before but you're 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 getting into my brain and you're saying it in a way that helps me more than the other three that I just read or am I just on that part of the journey where now I'm able to hear the message and, and it really doesn't matter as long as I hear the message yeah. And, you know, it's so true. And I, I think as well um, of reading the same book and reading it a, a while later and noticing new nuances and noticing new things that were there all along, but we weren't able to perceive, you know, in the beginning because of where we were, we, because of our growth. Absolutely. Have you read the book, Relentless? Relentless? Yes. No. Okay, so it's a book and they talk, it's a book about basketball and explains explains the dynamics of the team. There's a cleaner, a closer, and there's another participant. I, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, so I read the book the first time where I listened to the book on Audible and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't care about basketball. I don't get it. Right? So about a year later, uh, I'm taking this drive and I don't have any new books in my in my Audible library. I'm like, I'm driving. I'm not going to go download one. I said, let me listen to this one again. And I listened to it and I'm like, oh, I get it now because I was in a different part of my, my journey. And so those books that I don't understand or they don't, I'm like, I don't get the message here. I put them in a separate pile and, and I come back to them like a year later and I'm like, okay, let me see if I'm ready for this message now. Yeah. And to me, uh, one of those books were, um, Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Okay. Are you familiar with it? No, I'm going to write that down. Say that again. It's a phenomenal book. It's called Loving What Is. Mm -hmm. 
And she basically explains how we are attached to our thoughts and our attachment to our thoughts and our beliefs is what's causing our suffering. Not so much what we're thinking, but our attachment to, to those. So she asks for questions and it's transformational. It's been, you know, a saved life. It's, it's just, she, she's had this uh, awakening. She also had, you know, a, a lot of anger. She was in corporate America and, um, she was drinking a lot and she ended up in a um, halfway house um, on the floor, waking up one morning, realizing how she didn't need to suffer and how, you know, our attachment to what we're saying to ourselves and how people around us reflect to us a lot of things. It's just, it's, it's a phenomenal book. And also um, Urquhart Tolle, A New Earth. Oh, yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. concept like that. When I first embarked on the self-development journey, it, it was hard for me to to grasp because I, I, I was raised in a certain way. So those ideas were so far fetched for me. And after, you know, studying and being in this this environment for over a decade, now everything seems common sense. And it's just like that. Wow. In just those moments, you realize how much you've grown and how much you you opened your eyes to to what's really out there and what's possible. So here, let me ask you this question. So when you're on the journey, right, itself, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like you're moving? Do I feel like I'm moving? When you're actually like day to day, do you feel like you're moving? No. Okay, so then when when and and then when you look back to like just let's go for even six months or a year you pick the timeline and then you look back to where you were to where you are now and do you see the growth yeah and isn't that interesting how like as we're in it we we don't see it so Mm -hmm. it's very important to look back it's also important to look back rarely so it has that impact that you can see. I agree. You've come. And that's something that I do is, you know, I reflect. And I also, one of, one of the things that I do and I recommend to our audience to do as well is write things down. And, you know, when we tell the story and I was really fascinated when I was working with a psychologist and it was something that she told me to do as a part of, you know, um, dealing with anxiety. And she had me write down a story that I was telling myself about an event. And then without looking at it, I had to rewrite my recollection of that moment for several, you know, for, I don't recall exactly the the timeline. I think it was somewhere between like six weeks or uh, two months. And then when I looked at between the first story that I wrote about that event and the story that I had written about two months later, it was a completely different story. Isn't that interesting? Our minds are sneaky. Very sneaky. I, that's, that's an exactly good way to put it. They're sneaky because our, our unconscious mind is there to protect us. And it does that at all costs. Yeah. And it protects you. And that's how it protects you. It deletes information. Yep. And, uh, you know, and then it's really important to, to do that for, for several reasons, especially if you 
want to make peace with certain things because when you write things down, you can't run away from it. But when you have it in your mind and you're trying to solve it there, it will constantly change the script on you without you even realizing it. So that in itself, it's, it's a really, really powerful exercise. Yeah, it is. A, it's beautiful. And I would love to, to hear about your um, experience or your lessons as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. What are like, what have been the, the biggest struggles for you? Um, the biggest struggle personally for me was overcoming my mindset that that I could do it, that I had the knowledge that I could do it. And I was always, I, and this is like within the last six months, I'm like, oh, help me with this. Let's do this together. And, and I'm like, let's do this together. And then I'll be doing it with them. I'm like, why am I doing this with them? I don't really need them. I can do this on my own. I'm just fear, fearful. I mean, mm -hmm. they're very, they're great help to me. And we've, we've made great collaborations, but this is my fear getting in the way, telling me that, oh, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You don't have all the resources. And then once I actually get started and going, I'm like, oh, I can do this. What was I thinking? And it's just not having the confidence. And, and I realized that this is an interesting 10 days for me. Um, it's an odd, odd thing. I had this, my mother turned 85. Oops. She'll get very mad at me for saying her age. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully she doesn't hear this uh, on the 14th of January and she turned 85 and I'm 58 right now. And I turned 59 on Sunday and it's this 10 day, and thank you. This is 10 days of like, Oh my God, my mom's 85. She's not, how much longer is she going to be here? I need to do something right now. Mm -hmm. And I had a shift in my brain this week and I'm like, just, I always, people tell me I'm a bulldozer and I can be, and I am aware of that. So right now I'm taking, I put on my bulldozer personality and I'm, I'm just bulldozing through all my stuff to get, get things done, to, to move my business forward to the next level so that my mom can reap the rewards too. So she can, she can leave New York and come hang out with me and not have to worry about money. That's, that's such a, you know, great goal to have. And I, you know what, I really believe that you, you can make it happen. I've seen people do it and, you know, it's, it, I really love that you share this um, part of yourself because it's such a big part of everybody's story. And we constantly look out there and we think that other people are having success because they never experienced that kind of self-talk. But unfortunately, nobody is, you know, that good. We all have that fear. But what we do after we experience that fear and those thoughts is really what matters and what's going to bring the results. The other thing that I found really, really helpful is I, I started to look back and, and think about times when I did stuff that, that I thought was impossible, but did it and did it anyway. And what I realized for myself, and this has been very helpful to me because this was a pretty recent, um, recent revelation, was that for my personality type, I need to not look at the end. I need to just look at the very next step the very next step of exactly what I need to do, because after that, the one will be revealed. And that's good for me. And that works for my mind. Cause if I looked at, if, when I look at the end, if I'm too far behind, 
mind, my, my unconscious mind says, no, you're never going to be able to get there. But if I look at the next step, my oh yeah, we can get there. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the next step. And that doesn't work for everyone, but, and it works for me. So you, like people say, you do you, right? So I'm learning to do, do me and what works for me and realizing that I need to find out different things that, that different people do that makes them successful and see which ones appeal to me and try them out. Put them, put them on. If they don't work, try another one on. There you go. And I really agree. That's something that I teach and preach all the time. One step at a time. We didn't learn how to walk. We didn't learn how to eat. We didn't learn how to do anything, doing it like the best way in our first try. But that's kind of our expectations, especially when we have this huge desire to make things happen, to get it, have, you know, the time and money freedom. And with the social media portraying it as one of the easiest things, it can be very misleading and it's leaving a lot of people defeated. Right. And, you know, I, so now when I, wa- I watch people's ads, I look at them and I, here's one, for example, earn, take your business to seven figures quickly. I, so first of all, um, if it happens quickly, it's a rare occurrence. Mm-hmm. You have to build it up. You have to make all the connections. You have to you have to build a proper foundation for you to get to that seven figures, which is which is all possible. But you have to lay the base that's very steady and very firm first, and that's not a quick fix. So, like I don't even I tune those people out because it doesn't happen that way. That's mm-hmm. with everything. In, if if I had everything in place and then I met you with it and everything and everything was working for me and my business was making money and say I'm at six figures, I have my marketing in place. I have my sales team in place. I have this in place. I have that in place. Then probably you can help me. But if I'm a solo entrepreneur, which currently I am, you're not going to be able to help me because you're way past me right now. Right. Their program is good. I just know it's not going to help me at this point. When I get to them, yes, I'll look into them. And I'm learning to differentiate when people, when I see those advertisements, okay, that person might be able to help me. I'll reach out and connect with them. But the ones that want to jump so fast, I'm like, I have to have all my other, all my ducks in a row (laughs) before, because that's the fine tuning to get to that next level. And that's what they're going to do for me. Right. else has to be laid out and my foundation needs to be steady and steady and set before I get to those seven figure people. And, and it's all possible. It's just in the right time. Right. And I, I don't think that every method is right for everybody because I have met um, entrepreneurs and wonderful coaches who have scaled to seven figures and then they felt this overwhelmed and dropped out because of that. So, you know, in, in our growth, we need to we need to um, figure out what is right for us because sometimes if someone else with a great intention wants to push us out of uh, out of our comfort zone so far out, right. we don't know how to close the gap. So yes. for everybody who's listening, you know th- this is real life, real you know people with experiences, and like I said, I've seen both sides of the coins. I know it's possible, and you know. And we can make anything happen, but don't do it um, 
to where your your life becomes miserable because you, you chased your goal, but you haven't given yourself the time to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Like I've learned that in the, or discovered, whichever word you prefer, that just allowing it to go at its own pace and allow my brain, my brain want, doesn't want it to happen instantaneously because it, it, it tells me that like, my unconscious mind will fights back. But if the change comes a little bit slower, I may, I, in the end result, I actually make the change and go further than when I'm trying to make a quick, a quick change. Right. Because there's not, not that much pressure uh, on yourself. And, you know, that's probably <laughs> the paradox of uh, being a human being. Sometimes when we put too much pressure, we, we tend to try to run away or revert back. But when we think of like slow and steady, we end up making huge leaps. Oh, absolutely. I, it, it's just been such an incredible journey. And, and that talk about a journey, right? Everybody says, enjoy the journey. And in the beginning, when I first was doing this entrepreneurial thing, I, I was not enjoying the journey. And now um, I am. Like when I when I hit a bump, I or I, I encounter a problem, I don't go calling everybody under the sun in a panic any longer. I I mull it. I sit down. I write out what what it is, what I think the solution is, and then I walk away from it. And I come back and a couple hours later, and I rethink it. And usually I can come up with the solution myself. And in that case of when I can't, or if I can't come up with the solution at that point, then I'll reach out to people because I don't need to reach out to them in a panic because if, when I'm in that state, I'm not hearing what they're saying anyway. So it doesn't help me and it doesn't help them help me. So I've learned to, okay, we're hitting a bump in the road. Let's take a step back from it and see it for what it really is, not from the panic mode. Right. And that's super helpful. And I really love the fact that you you've learned to know yourself and listen to yourself and honor that and, you know, proceed in the best way that makes sense for you and in, in the way that makes the most impact. Absolutely. You have to figure out what works for you and you have to show, show yourself self-love and, and kindness and show yourself the same kindness that you show other people. And when you start doing that, that opens up so many more doors for you. Agreed. Absolutely. So tell me, Lisa, what is next for you and where can people find you? So uh, what's next for me is um, I'm just about to launch my um, 12-week NLP program. I'm launching it in uh, the middle of February and it's a 12 week. I'm, I haven't actually, it's either an eight to 12 week. I'm sure it's going to probably be an eight week, 12, eight week NLP program just to educate people in the mind about the mind, how it works. And so that they can expand their minds and move on. And it's going to be an eight to 12 week program, um, an hour and a half once a week. And I'm going to launch it on my website. It's the Phoenix mind. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. And it's just, a powerful journey of going to the next step on process of also launching my business coaching for, for, for businesses that need to change the culture of the company. And I know how to do that. I've been able, I've done that in the past and I have experience with it. And um, 
it, it's it's phenomenal and it's all it's really small changes that you only need to do in order to change the whole culture of the company and it starts with the boss and if you if when when you have the person reach out when the person reaches out to me in that company i'm like okay are you ready to make the changes because the changes come from you not yeah. from your staff mm-hmm. and if you're not ready to change the make the changes then i'm not the coach for you and i'm not i'm not the business coach for you and i'm not the mindset coach from you because it starts with you it does and you know what it's hard to accept for some people but it, it, it definitely needs to be said yeah and it's okay if, if if they're not ready at that point at least like i put that thought in their head that it starts mm-hmm. with them and maybe they come back to me in a year or maybe they find somebody else who does the same thing that i was talking about it it, it doesn't matter as long as they move forward I love that. So in um, closing, I usually love to ask one question and I would love to hear your take on it. What would you like to be remembered for? So um, I'm about to um, write this chapter in the book and um, it's called Living in the Gray. Okay. And I grew up and I'm taking a survey across the generations that are currently alive, which are five, um, living in the gray and asking this question, were you taught to live in black and white as a child and how were you taught to live as a child? What was it black and white was in the gray area, some other way I was taught to live in the black and white. So, and how has that affected your life and have you changed it? Personally living in the gray, that's what I see it. Like I used to live at the extremes. It's either this or that. And now when that, when that decision comes to me and this happened two weeks ago, um, it was presented, you can do this or that. And I'm like, okay, there's got to be middle ground and the gray is the middle ground. Wow. The gray is the middle ground, right? So am I going to be the solution and find the middle ground that's a win-win for both of us? Because I know there's a win-win scenario for both of us in every situation. We just have to find out what it is and we have to be open to the possibilities, not, and open that the outcome is not going to be the one we want, but, and that's in the gray area. And educating people to think about that, which is the middle ground and the gray area. That is so powerful. Wow. I really, really love that thinking. And now that you said it, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, and just the way you've, you've explained the concept, it's super, super powerful. I can't, like, are you writing a book? So I'm, I'm a guest author in uh, my friend Cesar Espino's book, um, You Can Overcome Anything. And he's about to have put the third chapter the third book out and uh, my intent is to write my own book but I'm writing it one chapter at a time and I'm writing it through Caesar's books and so this chapter this next chapter comes out in um, in March and it's going to be in there and it's just talking about living in the gray and um, it, it's the survey has been very interestingly very interesting in, on all grounds and just understanding the mindset of how people grew up in different generations and and how they've applied it to their life so it's very interesting. Well, I'm excited to to hear about it, see it, read it. <laughs> I think that's um, wonderful. And congratulations. Thank you for um, sharing with us. That That is something I will definitely take away from this conversation. I find it uh, very inspiring and it's definitely uh, given me a lot of uh, food for thought. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate it. It's been, I love being guests on pro- podcasts. I love hearing different people's points of view and just talking about it. It's been wonderful. Thanks, Kat. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing what 2021 and beyond is going to bring for you. Mm
absolutely. Thank you. Wasn't that wonderful? I hope you've taken away just as much as I have. If you'd love to listen to more of these amazing stories, please make sure to subscribe to Chat with Coach Cat podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until next time, don't forget to be kind, be loving, be forgiving, but most importantly, be yourself.